And here we go. Another edition of Jamal About Sports coming to you on a football Monday, November 25th already as we wind down the year 2019. Big show to get to. Lots of NFL, a little college football, maybe some NBA sprinkled in there. Kicking the show off. Disappointed by Public Image Limited. Of course, uh, that would be John Lydon, a.k.a. Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. And he's back, ladies and gentlemen, riding shotgun, the one, the only. A.G., what's up, my man? It's been a while. It's it has. While. Yes, it has. We haven't done a show, uh, or you know, I haven't done a show here uh, in... Much has happened it, since, it, since since Jose Altuve dashed my World Series. Games. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. So let's well, let's kick it off. I, I I thought disappointed being a good uh, theme, since uh, after yesterday's proceedings, you were certainly disappointed in uh, the way the Cowboys Patriots game shook out. Uh, disappointed, but this is what they do. This is what the Cowboys do. They do what they do. Well, so we can we'll we'll, we'll get to that. And it appears that the owner general manager has finally, after ten years, decided. You know what? Maybe this is not uh, it's not working. What with Garrett? Yeah. Well, so so all right. So let's we'll uh, let's we'll start right there. So a couple of things in that game yesterday. Obviously, and you've been saying this forever. You, you text me this almost every time the Cowboys are on and we're watching the game. Your special teams has been a problem. All season long, it's an, it's and it laughable. reared its, it's ugly, an embarrassment, and it reared its ugly head yesterday. Pretty much, you could say, cost you the game because the Patriots' one touchdown came after totally the block punt because it wasn't just a block punt. It right, every well, their, their coverage units are terrible. Yeah, their return units are terrible, and they had yeah. good return men. Right, I've got Tony Pollard, the guy who returned seven <laughs> touchdown kickoffs for touchdowns. Yeah, in college. Yeah. And it just, it's just, it's, it's, well, it's laughable. It's laughable what goes since on. Since they've changed the rules, it's harder, but. Yeah, kickoffs aren't really a thing anymore, but. Uh, right. And most teams, unlike my team, that's so smart that they like to try to kick it short and, and, and play coverage so that we give up touchdowns to scrubs on the Redskins like yesterday. Again, the Pats can, can do that. Right. Your team can. <laughs> no. They're good. You're not. Well, There's somebody. You're nobody. He, he, we're going to get to your, your team in a second, but let me, let me just, let me just. Uh, counter, not counter that point, but let me just expand on that. So the Lions have actually been pretty good as far as their coverage is concerned on kickoffs by kicking it short. But here's here's my problem with that. Let's say, what's the probably the best case scenario? If you kick it short to the five, you tackle them at what? About the 18-yard line, you figure? 20? Yeah, about the 20. Okay. Is five yards of difference, field position, worth the the chance that the other team can return it to the 40, the 50, or for a touchdown? Is it worth it? it no. Good. It's called smartest guy in the room syndrome. My organization reeks of it from the general manager to the coach. We'll get to that shitty team in a second. Now back to your team. Sorry. I had to get yeah, that off yeah, my chest. Yeah, but the, I just, the, the special teams have been a disaster all year long. Yeah. Now, now curiously... Um, I was listening to the uh, to the uh, the athletic. Yeah. Which, once again, shameless uh, shameless plug for or free plug for the athletic. Not shameless, free plug for the athletic. I can't recommend it highly enough. You got to get on board with it. Uh, so anyway, listen to the uh, the the. After- Since I hate the, sports the, the, pretty the, much now, so I was listening to the aftermath <laughs> podcast of yesterday's debacle. Uh, and uh, one of the guys that, that covers the Cowboys is from Detroit. Actually, this guy okay. John Mashoda. Okay. He, he knows the lines very well. He's okay. Like in Detroit, but anyway, so. He actually attended uh, the Friday practice, right? And it just, and apparently the special teams portion of the practice was the only thing that was open to, and right? Was watching, except he was like the only person who was paying attention, right? They had a guy in yellow uh-huh. suiting up, uh-huh. putting on number eighteen uh-huh. to be Matthew Slater. Uh-huh. 
you know, right? Yeah, because he's, 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 on, he's on, the on, Patriots' you know, best special on, teams player. So it's not like they didn't. Even, it's, it's you know, it's, it's not like so they, they knew it. See, it's not like they didn't de- devote resources to it. I I get it, but, but they looked, it doesn't matter. No, it, it's but nothing worse. They looked wholly unprepared Completely yesterday. Completely unprepared. They, they, those short kicks in the bad weather, they were surprised by every time. I mean, Troy Aikman was beside himself. Well, it's ridiculous. <laughs> They're kicking short against the wind. I so, know. so even if he gets it, gets everything yeah. into the kick, it's, yeah. it's going to no. land a ten yard line three times. Just now, they looked really unprepared. They looked like a poor, they looked like a poorly coached team yesterday. Yes, they did. But, but and then and then on that punt. Where they first, uh, first they, they uh, oh, I've never seen. By the way, I've never seen this. Even watching the Lions for forty years, I've never seen a team get called for two for a delay of game and an illegal procedure back penalty back. back to back, trying to punt the ball from the fifty yard line. It cost me twenty. Are yards. you kidding me? It cost me twenty yards to kick the field goal. That's very Lions like, by the way. In 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 the Rod Marinelli era. Uh, I believe in the in the Owen sixteen. It was either the Owen sixteen season or the season before that, where they went one and seven in the last eight games. Um, twice that year, the Lions were getting off the field, but went offsides on punts it's, it's, at, at midfield. So they didn't have the pump block on either. It wasn't like you could even make the excuse that the pump block was on, and so the guy tried to get a good jump. Twice at around midfield on fourth and three, Lions went offsides, gave the other team a first down. They scored touchdowns both times. And then, by the way, this is a week. This is a week removed from my team playing your team, right? On fourth and two, right? Michael Bennett going offsides on which, the punt, which which was also ridiculous because we did it the week before against Chicago or the Raiders. I forget whoever we played before we played you, and so it was on film. We had tried that same exact trick play the week before so it wasn't like it wasn't on film either. every single week after the games I got after yeah we're gonna go to the we're gonna look at the film we're gonna clean that up I mean at some point you know at some point you, 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 all right but but enough with the, enough with, enough with the you know we're gonna learn from it and move on right but en- enough learning let me enough ask you a question learning. let me I, ask you a question though seriously just but, just just help me win can you, can you do that? help I, I, me win? I, I get the immortal it. words from Sonny Corleone can you, can you just help me win I I, I understand I, I hear you but big picture, can you are you ever going to be successful with this guy as your owner meddling around, always around, giving hour-long press conferences after games, calling out coaches after games? I mean, if you don't like Jason Garrett, then get rid to, of him. Not to be if you fair, don't want him, be, then get rid fair. of him. This is every year this song and dance. Now is Jason not, Garrett coming back? Is he not, not coming not, back? Let me push back on that. He he wants he so wants to be right about Jason Garrett. This right. is the fir- really the first time he's really thrown his coaches under the bus. Okay, but so that's so that you can, you can you can knock him for everything. He's actually he's done everything he can to try to make this work. But the topic, finally, of- I think, finally after watching this game, maybe something finally set in, and, and, and Mister, you know, everything's always coming up roses, Jerry. Right. That this is just this is just not working. But 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 the topic of Garrett, will they or won't they, has been. But that's not that's not coming from Jerry. Well, where's it coming from, from then? The media, because it's a story. Yeah, it is. It is. I, you know. I, well, because because he waits well, because you know he. What's he, he supposed to? He do? was a lame duck coach one year. He waits long to give him extensions. He's not. I, I, he's I not willing, unequivocally I'd be, I'd put his full throated oh, support yes, he has. behind oh, Jason yes, Garrett. One hundred percent has. You're one hundred percent wrong. No. Yes. No. Yes. 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 No. no. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been gone five years ago. He thinks Jer- he thinks Jason was the guy. He does this not. every, but it's 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 like every three years they There's go. There's a million things this. you could knock him for. That's it's not because. Because you don't get like a, a ten-year contract. You do these in three-year deals, three, four-year deals. Nah, it should be. Now, I'd be, I would be willing to, I would be willing to bet that Stephen Jones is probably not a huge fan. Well, but, uh, but and no. I understand it's the head coach, but special teams, as you well know, is its own. Get, get you beat. Is its own thing. But I'm saying that's more. I mean, we haven't, I'm just, good, we haven't been, been good on special teams since Joey A. Right. Since the days of Joey well, Alzano. Well, so that's. I mean, that's that's twenty-five years. That's a long time. 
My point is, is you can, you can knock Garrett all you want, um, but special teams coach deserves a lot of blame. Obviously, special teams is its own self-contained unit. The head coach really doesn't have a lot to do with special teams. As the guys on on, uh, on that podcast said, it's the team now. It just it has it has uh, Jason's DNA all over, all over. Which in, means in what? Aspect. Which means always going to play conservative. Right. Do what we do. Right. After the game, you know, after I now have to hear Dak Prescott. We'll look at the film, learn from it, move on. Well, they, look, they they play hard. Right, but he can only get you to. He's, I mean, my he's, coach says the same a, thing. He's a nine too. seven coach. He's uh, he's, a, he's an eight and eight nine seven coach. That's well, man, he's going to play hard. He's going to you know he's going to compete. His teams are always going to compete. But there's there's by the way, but you have you have a ceiling. You have a ceiling of ten and six, nine and seven. Well, and and one and out. And this year in particular, you guys are beating the bad teams. You can't beat the good teams. Yes, but he has a three. 50 career winning percentage against winning teams. Garrett does? Yes. Yeah. Let that's, me repeat that. That's not, and he's 350 been there, winning percentage against winning teams. And he's been there 10 years, right? Yes. So, yeah, so it's, it's not, not a small sample size. size. That's a big sample size. Let me ask you this. Uh, we're going to get to the horrendous penalties in a second. But um, do you think this roster is better than a 9-7 roster? Yes. You do? I do. Okay. I do. They okay. haven't played like it, but yes. Well, they, they play do. like it in spurts. I mean, I obviously I I've seen it because Cowboys are on in New York all the time. Obviously, I watched the game against the Lions a couple of weeks ago, so I've probably seen five of your games this year. Uh, it's game after game they lose because of you, you dumb, dumb you, penalties. Your defense will have two series in a row where they look like world beaters, and they'll have two series where they can't stop anybody. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, the it's offense ridiculous. looks like it's going to go down the field. You know, four or five times, have four or five great drives, and then. So it has two, and, and then, then drop and passes, then, penalties. Just yeah, the, well, I mean, look, look. Yesterday was not a great. Uh, indicator because of the because of the the weather was horrendous. Right. Uh, but that tripping penalty on Travis Frederick yesterday that was one of the worst penalties, one of the it's worst ridiculous. calls. I've and the, you see, Aikman's actually he was getting really pissed. Yeah, well, Mike, Mike, Mike Carrera, Mike, gutless, Mike, he's gutless, trying to block, gutless. Well, because listen, and we'll get to the Green Bay game in, in a second too about and some of the horrendous calls in that game too because I think Mike Pereira is so embarrassed because it, it's literally it's not even a, it's it's so. Indefensible a call. I mean, he's literally. And it, was just, it was two tripping penalties. I understand. And another I know, one on, uh, on Tyron Smith. I know, ridiculous. but the one the one on Travis Frederick was a brutal. It was third and one. You guys are gonna get, you're gonna have a first, first down, down. Right. and you were driving. Yep. And 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 in a game where you're down thirteen nine, and all you, and and I understand. You know, the lazy argument, of course, is oh well, they hadn't scored a touchdown all game, so you know they only had themselves to blame. No, 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 no. They're driving to try and go score. They only need a one touchdown to win a game. Oh, I'm sorry. The Patriots' offense was so great yesterday. They and, got one touchdown on the short field, down. and they got the first. Right, down. right, right. Exactly. But I'm saying, oh, the Patriots' offense was just, they're they're great because they got a touchdown on a short field off a, of off a block punt. But I'm, I'm supposed to just sit there and accept the fact that oh, that that penalty doesn't matter because the Cowboys couldn't score all day anyway. It's it's ridiculous. It's an idiotic it's argument. It's absurd. It's an idiotic argument. Mike Pereira should be embarrassed. And listen, it's not like I'm any Cowboys fan. Yes, granted, I hate the Patriots and I root for pretty much any team against the Patriots. But uh, that was a horrendous call. And I mean, that's a huge call. It's a huge call. Now, let me ask you something. I, yes. Um, all right. So, Cowboys are down 13 uh, 6. Yes. Oh, when Aikman thought they should go for it. Fourth and seven. Yeah. Uh, I think we had a 12 yard line. Yeah, about 12, six and a half minutes yard. left. Six and a half yeah. minutes left. Um, I didn't have a problem kicking the neither field goal there neither at all. Do I, because I, fourth and seven, no, fourth and two, maybe not fourth right. and seven. And, and Garrett actually said that. And in that, I, I, and that, I'm, in I'm bad gonna, weather I'm, like that, no. I'm going to defend Garrett in this in this case. I, I think it made. I, I mean, don't even think you know, it was much of a debate. You know, he's taken a lot of crap for and by you know by you know, yours truly as well. 
for being ultra conservative, yes. you should go for it. Yes. In this case, what during that game made you think for one second Correct. we're going to convert a Correct. Seven? No. You're still going to have to score twice. Uh -huh. If you don't get it, no. now you have to score twice. Correct. Whereas you just kicked the field goal, you're going to score once. I, I, I didn't even think it was debatable. No, you're going to kick off to them. They're going to get the ball roughly at where you where they're uh -huh. going to have the ball if you don't get if you don't convert. I, I listen. I'm with you 100. If they kick the field you're still in the game. Well, I, we, we texted last night when it happened. I mean, I, I didn't even. I, I thought Troy was way off. I like yeah. Troy, but I thought he was way off base. Way off base with that last night. Uh, I, I don't even I don't think it's much, think, much of a debate. Well. Apparently, the analytics said it was about even. Uh, I, I, um, I, I, if I, I don't want to hear that word. It, 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 I mean, it needs to be taken out of sports. I, I, well, I disagree with you. But it needs to be taken out of sports because because it, because it's never applied to real life situations. It's all well, done in a vacuum. Well, well, all right. Well, that was actually what I was going to say. Is the analytics say say one thing, but if you look if you look outside, exactly, the dry correct. Rainstorm, and and you have to have the finger on the pulse of that game correct. in this specific exactly. moment, so, like you just right. said. So what would make you think that the Cowboys are going to convert on fourth and seven there? So again, so all things even. Now it's, it's it's even more defensible. Right. No, I'm saying I'm saying the move to kick the field goal was the only move. I don't even right. think it's an argument that that was the right move. Because Again, like you what, said, you're going to have to score twice. Right. You could, A, what made you think the Cowboys are getting uh, going to convert on a fourth and seven based on how they had played up to that point? In that in that in those in weather conditions. Against that defense correct. against that coach. Correct. In those weather conditions in, in particular. Um, and like you said, you're going to have to score twice anyway. There's a six and a half minutes is a world of time. All you need is a three and out, and you get the ball right back. So, now, you know, so, let's, so let's say. And they, it's not like the Patriots' so offense say, is so doing say, anything no, great so yesterday. Go, so let's say they go for it. They don't get it. Mm -hmm. Patriots march down the field. I mean, if you were to. And, and, you know, and in like four minutes, kick a field goal. Right. Game's over. Right. Because now they're up two scores. Right. Correct. So it's, so no, listen, it made, to yeah. me, it made all the sense in the world to do that. I mean, look. It's one thing if it's 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 it's, it's a shootout, and you know you got to score touchdowns. You can't kick field goals; that aren't going to help you win games. Like that crazy game you guys had against Denver like six years ago, right, right, uh, when Romo yeah. threw for like five hundred yards of five touchdowns, and you still lost. Right. Like that is one thing. But in that game yesterday, in those game situations where the Patriots' offense wasn't doing a damn thing all day either, absolutely, you kicked the field goal there. Absolutely. And if you score, you're just tied. You're Correct. Tied anyway. Correct. So. Correct. Made so all still, the sense. You're still going to have to score again. You still need that second score. Made all the so. sense in the world. It made all the sense so, in the world. So I agree on that. I, I did not think that was that was uh, a, a, a bad decision at all. And in fact, again, I thought it was really the only decision. So I didn't have a problem with that whatsoever. Um, and again, despite all the special teams miscues and despite a, you know a lackluster day on offense, a lot of that could be attributed to the weather conditions. You still were right there at the end, and not for a horrendous call. Who knows? Maybe you do win that game. Yeah. So. You know, I, I I would be somewhat heartened by that performance yesterday. Um, oh, and by the way, Saint uh, John Machota, mm -hmm. he he you know, he uh, visited the Patriots dugout, uh, dugout uh, locker, locker room, room after yeah. the game, uh -huh. and he said that he was uh, the, 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 to a man, whoever all the, whoever it was the interview. Uh huh. They all said that they all said that that's a really good team we just played. Right. Like, well, it was it wasn't just that it wasn't just like for the cameras just saying that's a really good football team. Right. So that's that they've got guys on both sides of the ball that that's right. a really good team. No, they so, I, I thought you guys so, played very well yesterday. So why are you six and five? Yeah. This, it's just it's, well, it's mad. It, it, it is a little maddening. maddening. It is a little maddening. I yeah, I, I, I hear the charges of the NFC. It's like yeah know. yeah. Well, the charges again with kicker issues. It's unbelievable every year. 
Um, I mean, we talk about this for the last five years on it's this show. Amazing. With the Chargers with their kickers. It's incredible. They can never get one all the way through the season. They go through like three or four kickers a year. At least two of them cost them games with missed kicks. Like, it's it's nuts. Yeah. They, they lose more games by one score, or le- you know, by seven points or less than any team I've ever seen. Um, so, so just thinking ahead, and this is for another for another day, but I'm just thinking, all right, so, so, you, so Cowboys go 9-7, don't make the playoffs, or make the playoffs and get bumped out in the right, first round. Right, And it's, you know, it's time to make a coaching change. Yeah. Where are you going to go to? I mean, I know right. the, the, the popular name right now is Lincoln Riley. Right. Um, I, you know, that I, would seem right. to make the most sense. All right, but, like, you know, I, I don't think they'd go for a retread. No. I imagine they would try to. No, but, but the so other my, my like, question before that I was going to add, that I wanted to get to before we got into the debate about whether or not uh, it's Jerry's fault with the Garrett stuff, and I, obviously you follow the team closer than I, so I take your word for it. And it's and if you're gonna tell me it's more of a media creation, I'll believe you because <laughs> that's what they like to do. Right. Um, you know, because everything has to be a hot take. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll buy that for sure. Um, but having said that, obviously the only only coach here who had real success, sustained success, was Jimmy Johnson. Do you think it takes a personality like that to be able to deal with Jerry and all the nonsense that goes on, or you know? It definitely factors in. Right. I mean, it's, I mean Garrett's a mild mannered guy. When they're, when they're interviewing a candidate, can't you know the, the candidate is going right. to have to? It's got to make. I mean, up. I don't know if there is that guy out there anymore. You know, the, the, uh, you it's know. worked pretty well with Garrett. He works pretty well with with the front office, right? So it, I'm, it no, I'm talking just about well. just about results on the field. Like, it, it, if you're going to be able, I mean, listen, Garrett is a hard worker, meticulous. We'll take a Jimmy Johnson, correct? Like, within that, a larger than life personality. Who's never in a million years going to be able to coexist with the with the owner. Well, but I'm that's saying, if you win, you can. I mean, that's the whole thing. Winning cures all ills, as right. we know. So. I was just curious. I mean, maybe, but again, I, who is there? Is that guy even exist anymore? I mean, we're in a much different era now. Twenty five years ago is a long time ago. There's, is there, I mean, coaches aren't even allowed to be that anymore, are they? I mean, yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. I mean, Jimmy yeah. Johnson. I we told the story a million times. I saw him tell it live once at a, at a corporate retreat about how he he absolutely said I treat every player 100% differently. Yep. Troy Aikman falls asleep in a meeting, that's fine. That that backup John linebacker Hooper. did, he's off the team. I cut his ass. Yep. Is, is exactly what Jimmy Johnson said. So, yep. yeah. Those days I think are long gone. I just was curious. I mean, I just, you know, cuz like you said, I mean, I, I look at your team. I think there's a lot of talent there. I mean, the offensive line is good. The defensive line is good. You have good I mean, linebackers. Secondary, I mean, listen, secondary guys are going to be up and down. The problem is they, they don't make enough plays on the ball. You, you know, you're going to give up catches and yards. You got to make more plays and, and, and you know, and create turnovers. No yeah, but by the way, and have it for years. But by the way, hardly years. anybody does anymore, as we've been long lamenting. I mean, nobody knows how to play. There's like four guys in the league that can oh, play yeah, the ball in the air. Some walls get him started on that. You said Lamont Jordan. Oh, yeah, Lamont Jordan, former. Running back for Maryland laments it on every every radio cast he does for Maryland games. Yes, he goes. He goes. Look, I played running back. Give me a give me a week with these guys. I could get them to make plays. He can't believe it. Yeah, Everson Walls just every time they subject well, comes up. Well, nobody just, did it better than Everson. He yeah. could get his hand. He got he's that guy so, could play the ball in the air. Incredulous. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, listen. Part of that, I'm sure, are the fact that the rules are obviously way more skewed for the offense than it was in Everson's day, but. Um, but Nobody looks back for that. No, but again, they're coached this way. I mean, they're coached to play and through the hands. And then the same coaches say, oh, you know, we got to make some more plays on the ball. I know. Well, well I think a lot of it, if you watch a college game in, in particular, because there is no face guarding and stuff like that, they, 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 they almost to a, a, a team and a man, 
those college guys are taught to play through the hands and and don't and try to play the ball in the yep, air. Exactly. I mean that that was actually one of the reasons why I, I was I was a little down on Marlon Humphrey, but apparently somebody in Baltimore got to him because he's been playing great and has been making plays on the ball. So and he I mean obviously he had the physical skills. Um, just real quick on my team because they're not really worthy of a lot of conversation. Well, do we get to the OK Boomer? Uh, uh, well, aspect we, of the game. Well, 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 yes. So, so, so I was just going to say, so this is really all you need to know about the Detroit Lions. They lost to a team yesterday whose quarterback was unavailable to take a knee in victory formation on the last snap of the game because he was hurt? Nope. Was he sick? Nope. Something, uh, uh, did he have a malfunction with his equipment, his helmet? Nope. He was in the, fe- in the stands taking a selfie. Right. That's yes, who the Lions lost to yesterday. So you saw, so you saw Theismann um, tweeted about it. Yes. And then the guy that he took the photo with uh-huh. tweeted, "Okay, Boomer." Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, at least he got it right. Joe Theismann is maybe technically part of the baby boomers, although I don't even think he's old enough to be a baby boomer, but maybe he is. But really, when they say "Okay, Boomer," they mean "Okay, Gen Gen X," right. which is us. Correct. But it, like all things millennial, they get it wrong. But um, <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, that's who the Lions lost to yesterday. This is supposed to remember. That, remember, remember that Jim Colwell got fired after back-to-back 9-7 and seven seasons because 9-7 and seven wasn't good enough for Bob Quinn because we didn't beat the good teams. Yeah, you didn't beat the good teams. Now you can't even beat the fucking Redskins who were 1-9 and nine and hadn't won a game at home in a year whose head, their, 85% of their fan base despises the owner. They hate the team. Nobody goes to the games anymore. There were more Lions fans in, in FedEx Field yesterday than there were Redskins fans. Think and you that. lost to a quarterback who's taking selfies when the game's not even over. Think about how the worms turned since <laughs> circa 1987. What's going on in Washington now? Oh I, oh, I know. I know. I mean, when I was down there, I, uh, they invented having 17 shows during, from... The Rick from, Walker show. Yeah, exactly. Rick Doc Walker, baby. Uh, on on, on uh, Jefferson Pilot. Yeah, Channel 39. Um, yeah, it was ridiculous. Boy, was it... I mean, it Special was, guest, John Brandy. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Swing tight Oh, Craig McEwen. Yeah, remember him? The, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, swing guard Russ Grimm would be your host. Uh, yeah, it was unbelievable uh, what went on there. But yeah, I mean, listen, the Lions <laughs> are lost to a team, to a quarterback. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Oh, by the way, his numbers yesterday, his numbers yesterday were thirteen for twenty-nine for one hundred and forty yards, no touchdowns, an interception, and a lost fumble. And that's what the Lions lost to yesterday. Now I understand they can make all the excuses they want. Matthew, no Matthew Stafford. I get all that. Jeff, Jeff Driscoll was mostly bad yesterday. Terrible late in the game in particular. Also, I didn't think the coaching staff did him a lot of favors with some of the play calls earlier in the game when the Lions had good field position. Um, but, I mean, again, Jim Caldwell, you know, he, he, he listen, I, I was very critical of Jim Caldwell in a lot of ways. I did not think he was a very good in-game coach as far as clock management is concerned. Well, that's, that's, that's Jack. That's Jason. Right. But... That team was professional. We did beat the teams we were "quote unquote" supposed to beat. Caldwell the effort was and, never and, and, an yeah, issue. Very similar. Yep. Very similar. It, yeah. Very conservative. But guess what? Patricia's also way conservative. Apparently, he learned nothing coaching under Belichick, who on fourth and three inside the fifty uh, goes for it almost all the time. Patricia punts almost all the time. He's completely clueless when it comes to clock management and how to use timeouts and when to when to use them and when to not use timeouts. Um, and you bringing Matty Pats back for a third year? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, listen, the GM's got to go, too. This is year four now with the GM, okay? This is a GM. This is all you need to know about Bob Quinn. 
So, so the Lions suffer from smartest guy in the room syndrome, right? Starts with Bob Quinn, definitely goes down to Matt Patricia. Remember, Matt Patricia is supposed to be a defensive guru. The Lions have the worst defense in the NFL. And they brought in Trey Flowers for $90 million. They made Justin Coleman the highest paid nickelback in the league. They have first-round picks all over the place. Darius Slays is an all-pro. Jared Davis is a first-round pick. Um... Snacks Harrison supposed to be one of the best run stuffing tackles in the league. Jelani, Jelani Tavai was a second round pick. Uh, um, Tracy Walker's third round pick. Will Harris, who they love, who stinks by the way, and that's why they got rid of Quandre Diggs. Third round pick. Um, this is all you need to know about Bob Quinn. This is a guy who's draft, wasted draft picks on a long snapper, a fullback. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, drafted a long snapper when the Lions already had the best long snapper in the NFL in Don Muleback, who's still there, by the way, 17 years into or whatever That's it is. That's smartest man in the room syndrome. Draft a fullback in a sport that is, is pretty much the fullback is obsolete. Maybe four or five teams use a fullback here and there. And if and if you're going to tell me that, oh, well, that's that's how we're going to run. Okay, then just sign one, please, as an undrafted free agent. What are you wasting draft picks on, on, on fullbacks for? And I want to hear, oh, well, you know, it's harder to compete for those. Und- oh, really? Because Nick Bauden, I'm sure his skill set was so much better than the 17 other, full, you know, blocking fullbacks that you could have gotten as undrafted free agent. It's ridiculous. And then you draft a tight end in the top 10. And TJ Hawkinson, look, he might turn into a good player, but he stinks. He flat out stinks. Can't block and can't catch. So other than that, he's pretty good. If he was Eric There's Ebron. things he could do when they drafted If he was Eric Ebron. Well, first of all, he, you won't even know he's on the field. They don't throw the ball to him. He never gets open. Um, other than the first game of the year, uh, his blocking has been horrendous. Um, and listen, I didn't expect him to set the world on fire as far as statistics were concerned. Um, and he's been hurt a little bit. He did have a, 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 a concussion, so maybe that plays a role. But my, my point is this. Even if you got peak performance from, from TJ Hawkinson, say, let's say next year, what's he going to give you, 55 catches, 700 yards, five, six touchdowns, right? That's a good year for a tight end, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you got receivers like Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are going to see the ball a fair amount. That's, that's a pretty good year for a tight end. That level of production is not – on par with what a stud corner would give you, or a stud. Yes, but he could he could serve as a matchup nightmare. Your Correct. Favorite, your favorite term. Yes, and he's a. Now, tr- to be fair, I love this guy coming out. Of I know country, you did, and I didn't think this was a bad pick. I know you did. It was the only reason why I didn't hate the pick was because you liked it, and you're usually pretty good when it comes to this stuff. And I did watch him too. And I, I mean, that mean streak he played with in college, haven't seen it rear at all in the pros. I mean, look, maybe it's because he's. You know he's a little. Again, he's a rookie. You know, I understand. Takes two three years for for guys to develop. Yeah, I, no, no, no. I see, but I don't. I don't need. I, I I can't have three years for tight ends who are drafted the eighth pick to develop. You want right. to take a, a project in the fourth round and wait three years? That's fine. But when you're supposedly nine and seven is not good enough anymore. Right, it's, it's not 1984 when you can wait. Correct. You can wait three years on your draft. And, and and by the way, look around the NFL. Look look at who who are the best tight ends in the NFL right now? George Kittle. What round was he drafted in? Fourth, right? Exactly. Uh, Travis Kelsey. What round was he drafted in? Third or fourth? Exactly. What? I know Gronk retired, but what, what round was second. he drafted? Second, maybe third. Maybe second or third? Yeah. yeah. Like back into the second. My, my, my point is, I just named three of the best tight ends in the league the last five years. Not one of them was drafted in. Forget about the top ten. Not one of them was drafted in the first round. See, this is a general manager who does not understand how the draft works. It's very simple. That's it. You don't understand how it works. You don't draft long snappers, you don't draft fullbacks, and you don't take tight ends in the top 10 when you have a million other needs. 
See, because again, he thinks his coach is so smart. We don't need pass rushers, Aaron. We're going to scheme it up. We're going to scheme pass rush up. Except we rush three more than any team in the I mean, league. It only seems to work for the Jedi Master in New England. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't I, work for anybody else. It doesn't work for anybody else. Anybody I, else I, I mean, look, look at Stephon Gilmore as a perfect example. He was a nice player for the Bills. He was no star by any stretch of the imagination. He was okay. He was a nice player for the Bills. You know, he was like a mid to late round, first round pick. He was a nice player. Certainly not a star. Nobody's idea of a star. His first game, I think, with the Patriots, he got smoked by the Chiefs, right, in that Thursday night game that kicked off the season a couple of years ago when Kareem Hunt had his coming out party. I don't even remember that. Oh, yeah. You don't remember? The, the no. Patriots got whomped like 48 to four, uh, 14 mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, the the little thug Tyreek Hill had a big game. Kareem Hunt had a huge game. Remember, he fumbled oh, on yes. his first yes. carry. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then yes. he went off yeah. the rest of the game. Yeah. Stephon Gilmore, you saw the back of his jersey about nine times that game. My point. Now, all of a sudden, this year, nobody can catch a pass on it this year somehow. Nobody. Mark Cooper couldn't do anything against him yesterday. It, it is amazing how this happens. I mean, Kyle Van Noy being the best example. One of the worst oh, players no. I've oh, ever no. seen in my life when he played for the Lions. And now he's like Mr. All-Purpose, you know, uh, uh, all-pro linebacker for the Patriots. It is unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, my team's a joke. Here's the thing. Quinn's going to get away with this because it's only Patricia's second year. And... Um, so even though this is Quinn's fourth year, and he is on record as saying, again, 9-7 nine, nine would look amazing right about now because Patricia won 6-10 and 10 last year, and they're going to have a tough time winning six games this year. So they're going to be, let's see, right now they're 9-6-10. They're 3-7. What is he, 9-17-1 so far? Not great. Jim Caldwell won three out of four years, and the year they lost, they went seven and nine. And I maintain till my dying breath that that year they went seven and nine. If it weren't for that horseshit face mask call on the lateral play at the end of the game against Green Bay, against Green Bay, Lions finished that year nine and seven too. And Caldwell probably might even still be the coach. And by the way, Mayhew might even still be the general it's manager. How little things like that can yep. can, uh, can determine yep. the futures of. Oh no! Well, Mayhew was already fired by then. They fired him after the one and six start. That's right. He was already gone. So they were going to get a new GM With anyway. The, better, the butterfly effect, just one blown yep. call. Correct. Correct. Well, listen, and that game this year against Green Bay, I ruined our whole season. Ruined our whole season. We were going to go. We were going to be three one and one oh, and first place in the NFC North, and basically wrecked our whole season. To wit. Watching the Green Bay-San Francisco game last night. First of all, San Francisco, best They're defense legit. in the league. They are legit. All yep. those top picks, legit. particularly on that D-line. They've all panned out. They are all, I mean, and by the way, Solomon Thomas, Thomas even play. he plays some in a rotation, but Buckner, unbelievable. Armstead, Armstead unbelievable. Bosa, not no surprise there. He's been great. Um Ronald Blair, although he's hurt now, but he was playing well before he got hurt. Guy we both liked out of Alcorn right. State, I believe. Uh, or no? Uh, no, it wasn't a. Oh, Appalachian State. Might have been Appalachian. Yeah. One of those te- One of those uh, one double A schools. But I think it was Appalachian. Appalachian State. State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ's old school. DJ was an option quarterback there. Daniel Jeremiah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, but. Uh, spoons playing well. Uh, yeah, Kel Weatherspoon's playing well. Obviously, Richard Sherman keeps getting it done. You know, he doesn't seem. Uh, Jimmy Ward is playing well. Uh, Jaquiski Tart. 
uh, best name in NFL probably. Uh, I mean, that defense is uh, Fred, uh, Fred Warner is unbelievable right. in the middle. The yeah. guy from BYU has been great. They haven't missed uh, Reuben Foster no, for remember, a second. Remember him in the uh, in the in the uh, Senior Bowl? Yeah, they, played they, very they well. Talk about him like all game. Like, yes. All game long. Yes. Yes. Um, see, that's what I mean. Like. Lions could have drafted him. They took Jared Davis instead in the first round. Fred Warner was what a third round pick, second, I mean, third, second, yeah. second or third. I'm Maybe just saying. Third, right. But all those high picks are starting to pay off, particularly on the D line. Um, the quarterback's good. He's not bad. He's not bad. Yeah, I mean, listen, that team's legit. That uh, team's Kittle legit. is uh, Kittle, who we just talked about, probably the best two way tight end in the league. Uh, I mean, he. I mean, that guy. That guy's got to have at least five plays of over 40 yards this year already. And yeah. he had a bunch last, last year, year, too. too yeah. I mean, the yeah. guy's an absolute stud. And listen, you got to give Shanahan credit. Kyle Shanahan can scheme up some plays. I mean, listen, he'll, uh, he's got to win a Super Bowl as a head coach before he can live down the, the choke job against the Patriots and when he was offensive coordinator for Atlanta four years ago, whatever it was, when he, for some reason, stopped throwing the ball at Julio Jones. But he's a hell of a good offensive mind. And you could see what how they I mean they they scheme up some very good plays they get they get a lot of chunk plays out of the tight end a lot of teams don't do that I know Kill's got the the skill set to do it but a lot of that comes off of scheme and 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 the way you know and 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 the play design because um, seems good yeah I mean listen they've got a they've got a they've got a tough they, they got to play they play I think Baltimore and then New Orleans back to back the next two games or something like that I think they're so both on the road. So- so they have to play Seattle again, right? And they got to play Seattle again, who they lost to. It's their one loss, although they played pretty well in that game. Well, they didn't play. Well, it was a close game. They didn't get blown out. Um, no, listen, uh, they're they're a handful. When you can play defense like that, but what brings me to the point is, in that game, <laughs> there was I think the first ridiculous call was the on third and thirty five, third and thirty five, backed up in their own, uh, by their own end zone. Green Bay was. They throw, they do a draw play, give up draw play, right? They're just trying to run the ball, punt, and get out of there. Oh, by the way, funny story about this play. Okay. All right. DeForest Buckner hustling defensive lineman, guys like 6'7", 295 pounds, hustling from behind, tackles the running back, tackles him. That's it. Makes a tackle, and, and then we see a flag. The flag doesn't come out for like about twenty seconds. Correct. Or you don't, or you don't know that the flag is. So anyway, so so I watched that play. And you assume so, no, so I that's going to be a hold on Green Bay. So I walk away to wash the dishes. Uh-huh. I hadn't seen a flag, but uh-huh. it was like right after. I was like, I think there's a good chance by the time I get back, they're still going to have the ball. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Uh-huh. I, was, I go up back and I was like, no. Uh-huh. I didn't, I, you know. Uh-huh. Yep. What was, and the score, the game was not, it was not decided. I mean, they ended up winning, what, 30? I think it was like, it might have been like 13 nothing at the time, maybe. I mean, it, it, the game was still in the balance, right. is my point. Now, Give, give San Francisco credit. They ended up getting off the field. Green Bay did not come down and score a touchdown. But that was play number one that was ridiculous. And again, on third and 35, right? Absurd. There was that play. Then there was the unnecessary roughness call on Richard Sherman on fourth down. Mm-hmm. That was he, – he basically – as 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 Rodgers is rolling out and running around, he kind of gave a gentle shove right. to Aaron Jones in the end zone after he got called for. Nobody ever calls that. No, Nobody never, that call. never, never. And they and, and he fell down. And it, I mean, it wasn't a vicious hit at all. They called on and the two idiots on TV, by the way. That there's no bigger show for the NFL than Chris Collinsworth. He's never seen a bad call that he's never agreed with a hundred percent. He makes Mike Pereira look like uh, an iconoclast. He's an embarrassment. Chris Collinsworth, an embarrassment. 
Um, and by the way, he's a part owner in that pro football focus. Another reason to never take one thing that they say without a giant boulder-sized grain of salt. They have a bunch of know-nothings over there, too. Um, you know why? I, I'll tell you why. This is why pro football focus is not to be taken seriously. Because they're going to try to tell me that Jelani Tavai is higher rated than Devin Bush this year because, and based on snap percentage, he makes more plays. Or so, it's like this idiotic idea in baseball that it, if you're driving 175 runs, but you've got more chances to do it than a guy who drove in 60, but somehow the guy who drove in 60 is a better player than the guy who drove in 175. It's beyond idiotic. How about this, guys? How about you watch Devin Bush play, and you watch Jelani Tavai play, and then you tell me who the better player is. Please, with this pro football focus. Bunch of junk. Anyway, sorry. They're really not worth getting that worked up over. Uh, you, no, you know why? Because all the Lions beat writers lazily refer to pro football focus ratings as to whether or not a Lion had a good game or a bad game. That's so, why so, it drives so, me nuts. So even your beat writers can't do <laughs> Nope. Nope. No, they cannot. No, That's they cannot. I get, I get pretty good beat writers for the most part. Yeah, you do. Uh, my, my guys, I mean, my guys seem like nice enough guys, and they're witty, and they have some some funny human interest stories stuff here and there. But boy, uh, their over reliance on pro football focus as you know the end all be all. Oh well, Jared Davis had an eighty one grade last week, the third highest of any middle linebacker. I'm like, oh. like guys, did you watch the game? Right. I mean, did you watch the game? Did you see him not make any plays again? He actually played pretty well yesterday. But again, yesterday, who cares? It's the worst offense in the NFL. One of the worst. By the way, if if Dwayne Haskins was even remotely accurate, they would have put up 30 points against the Lions. He, he overthrew McLaurin twice for touchdowns. Darius Slay got beat like a drum all day yesterday. It was awful. Um, anyway. So he made the week before. Uh, okay, he dropped two Jeff. interceptions against you guys. Um, the week Are you talking before. about Terry McLaurin? Yeah, oh. where there was a play where Haskins rolled out, and he threw the ball. He had to throw the ball at like 60 yards. Oh, he's got a big arm. The play got called back. He's got a big arm. But uh, that was a big time. Oh, he's got a big arm. Look, Haskins has skills. He's just woeful. I mean, the guy played He played like 11 games in college. I mean, he's just not prepared to play so in the NFL I saw it, yet. I was like, all right, we played them last game of the year. It's like, uh, by that time, he'll, like, he'll, start, he'll figuring start figuring it out. It out. Yeah. No, listen, Haskins has talent. I'm not saying he's always going to be this bad. If he could actually get to a decent franchise with a good coach and some players around him, I think he could develop into a very good quarterback. But right now, he stinks, and the Lions still lost to him yesterday. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. But So there was that terrible call on Sherman, and then there was also when the, Packers, uh, the Niners got a sack, they called defensive holding. That was before that. It was actually before the, the It was Sherman before play. the Sherman one, but they called a ridiculous defensive holding penalty. They tried to say that the, 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 the Niners defender grabbed the offensive right, lineman. Exactly. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. It's ridiculous. I mean, you they, can call that on every play. And then the other thing is every Again, time. You're only making that call if, if you're looking to make that call. Exactly. And, 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 and you see, every single time Rodgers gets sacked, he's talking to the refs after, lobbying for calls. Yep. Every single time. And I don't know if we talked about this or if I told and you. Then, and then I have to watch uh, David Bakhtiari hold on every single play. Every play. And, and never get called. And, my, and Tyron Smith gets called for Yep. all the time. Yep. Oh, and yesterday, by the way, that was also a joke. Tyron Smith got called for, for a holding. very ticky-tack holding you know, he's penalty. Been he's been getting called on the And there was year. a play where uh, Isaiah Wynn tackled. Uh, Robert Quinn blatantly as he was about to sack Brady and of course no call of course, of course. and do you know Bakhtiari was lobbying all game that game against us he was lobbying the whole second half saying oh he keeps putting his hands on my face <laughs> my face you mean your shoulder you, yeah uh-huh. you're so annoying yep. 
Yep. And he never, yep. He never gets called for Bakhtiari. Yeah. Well, see, this is this is the thing. This is what I'd like to ask you. Because, you know, look, I, I, I was around the Lions as an actual team, right, for, for two for two off-season programs, right? I see what these guys do. These guys all work their asses off. So I don't want to disparage players and coaches on teams that I don't like and say that there, there's no merit to them. But do you find it perhaps somewhat curious that the two teams in the league, the, pa- the, pa- the Patriots and the Packers, who mostly have retreads, free agents, late-round draft picks on their offensive lines somehow always have the best offensive lines? Is that somewhat curious, maybe? It is amazing that the, that the Patriots, no matter who, I mean, they, I understand no matter Dar- who they, no matter who they tried out there, they're able to run their offense. I mean, I understand Dante Scarnecchi is a great offensive line coach, an offensive line coach for the Patriots. I, I get that. But is it a little curious that the teams that have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers at quarterback who rarely, if ever, spend high draft capital on offensive linemen? I mean, what, the Patriots drafted Logan Mankins in the first round a million years ago. They took Solder in the first round a bunch of years ago, let Packers, him go. Packers absolute Balaga. Uh, Balaga. You know, here and there, but Bakhtiari was a fourth-round pick. Uh, all the guys on the interior are all mid to late round picks, if not undrafted free agents. Same thing with the Patriots. Half these guys nobody ever heard of. They were starting Marshall. I mean, a lot, a lot, you know, a the lot Patriots of this, were they starting both, they Marshall. Both have, they both have quarterbacks, though, who get rid of the ball and, and you know can and can move around the pocket. Again, I'm not saying that the there's not have a lot to do with it. Being able to compensate for crappy offensive lines. True, but. As you just said, Bakhtiari holds on almost every play and, and rarely gets called. Like tackles for guys whenever. Yeah. 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 And, and rarely never, gets, called. gets called. And then when he does, he yeah, has the nerve to complain. And then, and then I've got to watch Tyron Smith getting called for ticky tackle. Right. Fouls. And Tyron Smith, uh, one of the best left tackles in the league. All year. Correct. Correct. So my point that ultimately what I want to take my takeaway from the San Francisco Green Bay game is despite the refs' blatant cheating to try to keep Green Bay in that game, Green Bay still got their asses whooped. Stopped. San Francisco Stopped. is so much better than the Packers. It's not even funny. I mean, it was on the scoreboard last night. That game could have been forty-five to eight. I imagine their defensive coordinator is going to be is going to be a hot name. I would assume. Robert Sala. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine so. He will be your guy. Might be Chris Richard. Uh huh. Yeah. Because uh, he came from the Seahawks first, right? Mm-hmm. Um. He will, he will definitely be a big coaching. I, I bet you both those guys get head jobs next year. I would not be surprised. Um, and you know, listen. Uh, you know. Oh, by the way, you know where Martin Mayhew ended up? You know where he's an assistant GM? Who's that? San Francisco. Is that right? Uh huh. With John Lynch, who came from the broadcast booth, just like a certain other person whose name shall not be mentioned, Oy. went to the broadcast booth, and Martin Mayhew was his assistant GM too. Oy. Except it went a little different over there in in in, in the Motor City than it's going up there over by the Seems bed. That way. Seems yeah. That way. Yeah. And in the last game, I want to just touch on real quickly. Uh, while nobody was watching, you know, who's turned into one of the best running backs in the NFL. Who's that? Derrick Henry. Yeah, another another long run. He had another monster game yesterday. And and listen, I got to apologize because I thought this guy was... Three yards yards in the cloud. That, and then also Tannehill's played great. And boy, have I never been a Ryan Tannehill guy. I mean, aside from the fact that he showed that he doesn't know anything about football (laughs) on Hard Knocks a few years ago. Well, what was it? He didn't know that there was different... Yeah, he had no idea which teams were in what division. Right. And He had no idea what teams were in what conference... Uh, did, did, didn't he almost even say something like, "Oh wait, there's different conferences"? It was some. It was something ridiculous. That, 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 uh, <laughs> backup quarterback, 
quarterback Matt Moore was just precious. <laughs> he was like laughing. How, how do you not know this? He had like no idea what teams were what conference right. division. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I just I never but he's playing great for them. He's playing great. And I said this. I did a solo show a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to say it again. The Bears repeating. Uh, I understand Cincinnati's no good, whatever, and they won the game. Pittsburgh won that game yesterday. Uh, anybody doing a better job this year than Mike Tomlin? Probably not. Probably not. They're six and five. They're six and five. They're right now. The I know it's a dumb thing to say, but I'll say it anyway. If the play if the playoffs started today, they'd be in, they'd be the, the the second wild card. And you look at the fact that they lost Antonio Brown. You say whatever you want about Antonio Brown's idiocy off the field. He's a total jackass, miscreant. All of those things are true. When he's on the field, he's one of the best players in the NFL. Uh, certainly one of the best. He's one of the only guys I've ever seen the, the double teams don't slow him down. Correct. And and a guy's 5'10", 175 pounds. And um, he still dominates every game. Right. Uh, Connor has not played nearly as well this year as he played last year. And he's hurt. And they know Roethlisberger. And they put in Delvin Hodges again yesterday, the third-string quarterback, undrafted free eight, rookie free agent. And I get it. The Bengals aren't any good. And they're 0-10, whatever. They still, still won the game. They're still playing in the NFL. They won the game. And they're six and five, and Delvin Hodges has contributed to two wins that they. Oh, and they had somebody playing running back. And yesterday. they could have beaten. But they had somebody else playing running back yesterday. I, I remember. Who well, one of one of Terrell, one of Farrell Edmonds's kids, because Trey I, Edmonds I know, is playing. I, yeah, I know, I know, I know. He's uh, he's a back. And then Jalen Samuels, who you and I both like coming out of right. NC State. Yeah. Who's kind of a hybrid, you know, fullback, running back, tight end, H back. Um, but uh, but. Minka Fitzpatrick has made a huge difference sure for that has. defense. Sure and you see when he's when he's deployed properly, what he can do. And Devin Bush, despite Pro Football Focus's not being in love with him, I think has something like eight fumble recoveries or something crazy like that. Like three or four. He's he's been he's been a terror for them. He's been he's all over the field. And and uh, and and, and what's I'm, his, glad, I'm glad we didn't draft, we didn't draft T.J. Watt. I'm glad we drafted Taco Charles. T.J. Watt's played very well for them as you and you know who's actually really I'm stepped it up this year. Yeah, hey, glad. Thanks, Dad. I'm glad we didn't go Hawaii. No, no, Russ. Uh huh. No, Russ. Um, the other uh, Bud Dupree is playing very well yeah. for them finally. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think Mike Tomlin has done an amazing job with what's gone on over there. I mean, look, still got what five games to go, so it's not over yet. But uh, if they make the playoffs, that's one hell of a job. So um, can't disagree. Yeah, uh, college football. Not a lot to talk about. Not any really great games uh, last week. This week, and of course, you have the big rivalry. You got uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Auburn, Alabama. Obviously, no Tua now for Alabama, so that will certainly bear watching. Auburn's a pretty good team. They're not a great team this year. Um, you know. Right now, the top four, Ohio State. That could be a really – I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But that's a hip. That's like a fractured hip. That could be a really – Oh, nasty. yeah. That could be a, a – I mean, remember, remember Bo Jackson. Yeah. That did – you know. Correct. Ruined his career. career. Yeah, ruined his football career. I mean, you know, obviously there's been a lot of – I mean, think about it. Billy Sims tore his ACL. His career was done. Now that's nothing. Yeah. Um, now, but I'm saying – but, yes, hips are obviously a little trickier. Uh, that was a big – uh, obviously, big loss for Alabama, but big blow for Tua. To me, you know, he showed in that game against LSU. I mean, played basically playing on one leg. Yeah, uh, he's tough as nails, and so he's is Jalen Hurts. And so is Jalen Hurts. Boy, do we love him. Yep, he is. He's, he's a winner. Yeah, they they had to. Yeah, I I I always like watching Oklahoma play. Uh, they always play entertaining games. Yeah, and and so I'd, I'd love for there to be a scenario where they sneak into the playoff. It's going to be tough. They need a lot to go their way, but it's not it's not beyond their own possibility. 
I mean, because, look, Utah right now, I mean, Oregon, goodbye. They lost to Arizona State, so. I can never take that. You, 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 Those go, uniforms, yeah, exactly. you can't take an 18. Nope, nope. With their 25. Correct. Different permutations. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. And none of them have, and none of the colors have anything to do with their original color scheme either somehow. Right. You know, they have gray, they have silver, they have white, they have black. No, hardly ever. Can't, can't, can't take it seriously. Oh, and did, you, and did you see the, the hideous get-up Baylor was wearing last week? Yeah, I don't know what I couldn't was. watch the game. No, I literally could not <laughs> watch the game. Their uniforms were so bad. Those garish yellow with the green. I didn't know what those were supposed to be. They were awful. And listen, Matt Rule's done one of the best jobs in the country. You know, remember, when he took over that program, they were, they were, about, they were getting close to getting the death penalty because of that uh, scumbag Art Bryles. Right. Um, and so wasn't Ken Starr like? Wasn't he in charge of like? He, he, he was. The, he was. I believe he was the president of the school. Yeah. yeah. Remember uh-huh. that they had like that, that whole gang rape. Uh, oh, they had. They had like, half the all, team was all kinds of horrific allegations against the players abusing women, act you know criminal behavior, and the coach basically just swept it all under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. Along with Ken Starr, Along with Ken Starr Mr. Morality. Uh huh. Yeah. Shocking. He's a hypocrite. No way. Um, so yeah, those, 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 but so Matt Rule went in and took over that program that, I mean, they're, they're, they're a close, I mean, they, you could say they blew the game to Oklahoma two weeks ago. Oklahoma came back, I think, and took that game from them. But I mean, they're going to, you know, they're at worst going to go 10 and two this year from being one and 11 three years ago. And he took over horrendous situation. Guy's a good coach. That guy's a very good coach. My, my, my alma mater, not Not so so much. much. What Not has so happened much. over there? It's it is. What has happened to oh, the tortoise? It is a horror show, bro. The tortoise I, has slowed down considerably. I, I I do not. I mean, listen. I'll, I'll be the first to admit. It's a team that it was was a missed was a wide open. Two point conversion that uh-huh. unfortunately was not completed from beating Ohio State last year. Correct. You beat Texas last year. Correct. Yep. Wait, two years in a row actually. Two yes, Texas? beat Texas two years in a row. First game of the year. Yeah. And also, in, at the beginning of this year, there was some promise over there. Well, I mean, look, we blew out a, a terrible Howard team, who's a 1AA team anyway. But then we blew out Syracuse, and Syracuse had a good year last year. So people kind of, myself included, thought, oh, we might have something here. You know, we put up 55 on them. And we're like, oh, Syracuse has turned out to be bad this year. They're not good. I think they're yeah. going to be like 4-8. and eight. Um but then they lost a tough game on the road at Temple, which is not the end of the world. They made a bunch of mistakes. The coach made some bad decisions. But, a pretty good team. but they are a good team. That's what I'm saying. I didn't think it was the end of the world. It was a one-score game, uh, not the end of the world. And then it's just all gone downhill. I mean, it's been an I mean, absolute Nebraska nightmare. Win yet, and Nebraska's not even any good. Yeah, Nebraska's a bad yeah, Nebraska I mean, team. They're I mean, four. Think, I mean, think about it, how the times have changed. Right. I know Nebraska's not really any good. I know they used to be obviously Yearly one of the house. one of the top five teams in the country every year. But they're four it. and six. They're like a they're like a mid to low tier Big Ten team now, Nebraska. And they want Maryland fifty four seven in Maryland. Not that there's any home field advantage there because there isn't because nobody goes to the games now in Maryland. Uh, and I can't say I blame him. So I'll be the first to admit, I thought Loxley was a good hire. And I understand it's his first year and you got to give him a couple of recruiting classes and let's see if he can, you know, do something. But, boy, you know, he, he basically he has resting bitch face on the sidelines. I mean, that's he looks – he's in a constant state of disgust on the sidelines. And I'm sorry. At some point you have to be like – 
Uh, by the way, that's one of the one of the best uh, recent entries into the lexicon. Resting bitch face. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty. Well, good. recently, it's been like yes. ten years, whatever it's been. But still, no, I don't think it's even that long. But yeah, no, it is a good one. It is a good one. Um, but yeah, I, he, he has been a total disaster. The biggest the biggest disappointment to me with them is I, 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 I like I the game was on the other day. I flipped it on just for fun. I was really more interested in watching the Georgia game. But I flipped it on either on the same time at 3.30. I flipped it on for fun. Like second play of the game, Maryland gets like a 10-yard run, fumble, Nebraska recover. I'm like, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> that's that's it. And that's a wrap. Yeah. That's a wrap. Yeah. Uh, then I checked my phone and looked at the score. It was like, you know, 34 no- nothing, And I was like, oh, my God. Oof. God, you be kidding me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's dark days over there. At least the basketball team is good. But, yeah, the men's football is a horror show. Yeah. Um, Nick Ball. No. No. Right? Not even worth discussing. All right. So let's end it on this. Well, okay, well, go well, ahead. Let me ask you. All yeah. right. So, so, let's, so let's, uh, let's, let's, let's go over to, uh, to Major League Baseball. Okay. And let's talk. I, you may have covered this on a, okay. on a recent podcast. Yeah. But, but I'm curious. Um, yes. You know, about because we really haven't discussed about the, 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 the low spell strong. The sign stealer, the great sign stealer, which is supposed to be some sort of an indication of his vast baseball intellect, which is why the Mets hired him in the first place. Even this guy, so you know, you know very well. So you're not a fan? No, I'm not a fan. I, I, as you know, I was not a fan of him when he was a player for the Mets. Um, Although I will say this, to be fair to him, he had some good years. His career has aged very well. I will say that his career has aged very well. He had three very good years for the Mets. Yes. And he's always going to be remembered for not swinging a nasty 3-2 curve. By the way, where was his sign-stealing prowess then? <laughs> um, <laughs> could have used it there well, instead of taking a 3-2 hook uh, <laughs> to, end, to end the NLCS. <laughs> but anyway. Well, he's the plate. He's not, unfortunately. He's I know, I know. I, I know. I know. No, listen. The reason I, don't, I, I didn't like to hire is in particular is because you know the guy that I wanted. Our guy. Right. I wanted exactly. Joey, Joey Looseleaf. All right, but but he was off the table. I mean, as raging as it is, you know, because you know, because he obviously the reason he wasn't probably never even a consideration. Cause he yes, could, he couldn't work in a collaborative uh-huh. fashion. Uh-huh. With, uh huh. Code with, for with Cody von Wagner. Uh huh. Do you mean the, the agent from the State Farm <laughs> yeah, commercials, yeah, Mr. Gabriel, as you pointed out? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh huh. It's the Mets general manager. Yeah, it's fantastic. He has an app. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Hey, bring in my app. Uh huh. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, Jessica Mendoza, bring in my app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She also still works for your team, does she not? In some capacity, yeah, because the Mets are very woke. Jessica, bring in my app. Because they're very woke. They're going to show how woke they are. I, I just, I can't. I can't with this team. It's this organization. They make it so hard to root for them. So in the absence of uh, Joey Loosley, mm-hmm. I mean, were there any other candidates that you were at that point? I mean, Yeah, I would have taken Eddie Perry. I would have taken, taken Duck. No, Duck was never going to be part right, of the equation right, exactly, either. Exactly. They don't want... The, the, the Will they don't Pons want and, going to give them any back sacks. Correct. The, the Will Ponds and Van Wagen are not going to have a strong personality. They're just not going to have it. Uh, they, you know, I, t- I think I, I t- maybe I told you this, maybe I didn't. You know, I read an article where a guy said, look, for better or for worse, you know... Fred and Jeff Wilpon like to go into the manager's office and talk baseball, you know, an hour before the game. And if they, you know, they think it's like a family business. And if they're not, you know, if they're not going to be able to have that access, that's why they, they, that was the reason why no way Duck would ever work for them because right. he's not having it. Or nor, nor would Girardi. Because, oh, I'm sorry, an hour before the game, I'm trying to figure out how to win. Yeah. Can you imagine 
Joey <laughs> being given the reins with that with that team, if, he was uh, drooling. If, he was bleeding for this caper, like much like Maury was in Goodfellas. He was drooling. He was bleeding to to manage that team. When he was doing those games late in the year, he was he could be more effusive in his praise for the Mets' young players. You could just hear him basically just saying. You know, if you would just give me a crack, I could turn this. I would. This team would win ninety-five games with me this year. It's like what you know. It was actually like watching Reggie Jackson. If you ever watched those uh, those rewinds of him when he was um, he was a free agent and he was doing the, uh, the he was doing the series between the Yankees and the Royals in '76. Okay, and he was basically he was saying how much agent. he wanted to be a Yankee. Essentially, it was right? That he was, that that's where, right. That's where, where his, he clearly uh, had Gaga eye, Googie eye, Googie yeah, eyes for the had, Yankees. He had eyes for New England. I mean, that's 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 the other so thing. It was like, that's, it was like, it was like, that's exactly what that reminds me. Yeah, of. that's the other thing that's so enraging about them not hiring Girardi. It, it's one thing if Girardi didn't want to come here, he wanted to be here in the worst way. You're telling me that Joe Girardi, first of all, he sees the, the young... Mets could be a really good baseball team. Yes, he sees the young talent on that team and, and says to himself, wow, I, I could do some serious damage. Plus, you're going to tell me, even though everybody's all, you know, uh, ice cream cones and, 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 and rainbows over there between him and, 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 and the Yankees outwardly, you tell me he wouldn't love to come to the Mets and stick it to the Yankees by winning, 100%. right? 100%. Of course. Just to, and not, not any sort of ill will, but he's a competitor. He's super competitive. It's all. I mean, he would love it. It would. It was the. It was a perfect match, and of course, the Mets screwed it up. So, listen. In my, uh, Kim said they screwed it up. It was never even. It was never even on the table. Well, right? well. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But they did screw it up. It's the obvious choice. One of the best managers in the last 15 years, last 10 years, is available. Guy who did it in your own backyard in the toughest media market in the world. Uh, never had a losing season. Made the playoffs every year except for one. Won a World Series. Was one game away from taking a team that nobody expected to do anything with. By the way, young players. Because I like that false narrative that he doesn't connect with the young players. Except he took a team of all young players in 17. One out, one game away from the World Series against the Astros. question. By the way, against a team that we now know cheats, the Astros. Um, So. That does not sit well. No. Nor should it. Nor should it. So, uh, yeah, I, and listen, the, if you were not going to hire him, the, uh, the guy I would have preferred is Eddie Perez. Because, look, it, at least the guy actually worked as a bench coach or a hitting coach, rather. He's actually been in a major league dugout as something so other Perez, than a player. Is that Eduardo Perez, the, the Yeah, catcher? Tony Perez. Is, no. It's, uh, ex- oh, Eduardo Perez. Yeah. Right, right, okay. Sorry, not Eddie Perez, the, the, the guy from the Braves, Braves who right. killed the Mets, right. like Eduardo every backup Perez, catcher. Right. Yeah, Eduardo, Tony Perez's son, yeah. yep. who does games on ESPN now. Because apparently that's the new thing, is you have to hire somebody who does games, too, from the booth. Because the Yankees did it with Aaron Boone, so the Mets have to do that, too. Uh, but they didn't with Beltron. But anyway. But I wouldn't have minded him. Um, so you're very much not not, a, not no. on board with this hire. No, he, he has zero resume. He's never managed a, a, a wiffle ball game. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous because he had some freaking uh, ridiculous figurehead title with the Yankees, special advisor. Oh, yeah, well, he's a big, big advisor to Dinkins. To the traveling well, he's Lloyd Braun. Yeah, big advisor to Dinkins. You never could compete with Lloyd Braun. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's basically Lloyd Braun to Brian, Ca- uh, to Brian Cashman. Please, Carlos Beltran, get lost. Although we did hire Bam Bam Hensley today to be the bench coach. Did he really? Yes, we nice. did. Hensley Mullins. Yes. As I write that. Didn't, mm-hmm. And like Lloyd Brown, I'm sure he could find you some bubble gum too. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, so yes, I'm not on board with the hire. Um, and, you know, look, uh, we'll see. You know, the Mets are apparently going to make no effort to keep Zach Wheeler, which is going to enrage me. Um, 
you know, maybe we'll trade whatever decent remaining prospects we have for another one of Van Wagenen's ex-players, who's 36 with a, with all kinds of money left on his contract, who's a complete cancer, like Robinson Cano. I mean, the Mets number Van Wagenen's number. I will admit, I got that one wrong. I thought he would have been his for number you. one job this offseason should be how do I get out from under the albatross that is Robinson Cano? Not only can he not play. But he gums up the works because he plays a position where the Mets have a much better, younger option. McNeil should be playing second base. It, it, it creates a domino effect. So Because we have to plug in Robinson Cano because we're going to pretend like it's 2012 when he was actually still pretty good instead of the junk that he is now. His lazy style of play, that, that all works when you hit 330 and you're driving 100 runs. When you're hitting 260 with a 310 on base percentage and a 690 OPS and you can't get to any balls hit one foot to your left or your right at second base, no, sir. It's just a little get hard. out. It's a little hard to tolerate. Get out. He gums up the entire works. It's so, they should be there. No, they should do whatever it takes to get him off of that team. They should do what Seattle did. Pretty much. Exactly. Exactly, but they won't because he's he's Van Wagenen's guy, and 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 you know they're going to sit there and try to pretend that he's still got something left in the tank. They're going to show me a nine-game sample size from last year. You know, it just again, even if he is. Are you guaranteeing a renaissance year right now? <laughs> Listen, he, the best he's going to give you is two eighty with fifteen home runs and seventy RBIs, which is going to be a low OPS because he doesn't walk and he's a terrible fielder now because he can't get to anything. Uh, so yeah. Now, what I want to see is I want to see Dominic Smith traded for Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, and I want to see at least two high-end bullpen arms added. And if they are going to not keep Zach Wheeler, then uh, I need a real replacement for him. Don't don't give me some, you know, Jason Vargas type, you know, innings eater, number five starter uh, in the back of the rotation. No, sir. All right. That's going to do it for tonight's show. As always, thanks for listening. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way, early yes, to everybody. Yep. Uh, I I assume you will be uh, watching your Cowboys. I guess, I suppose. You got the Bills. Tough game. Yep, very tough game. Good that's, defense. That's good got there. That defense is littered with good football. It's pretty players. good. It's pretty good. And and Allen, the quarterback, starting to play well. John Brown starting to do some things. The old Cardinal deep threat. Cole Beasley will do something to beat us. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> so, anyway, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Until next time, peace out.